Hey guys, it's great to see you again. Today we're going to discuss truth number 11 in XY Be a Man. You were created to be a nice guy. Romans 12.10 says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Similarly, we see in Galatians 5.22 that the fruit of the Spirit includes kindness. So guys, God wants you to be a nice guy. That's what kindly affectionate means. That's what kindness means. Being nice, not a jerk. God wants you to be nice to your wife. He wants you to be nice to your kids. He wants you to stop yelling at your wife and your kids all the time. He wants you to exercise some self-control. He wants you to control your temper, control your emotions. Guys, I know that is difficult. We are, you know, we're warriors. We've got that warrior spirit in us and we just respond sometimes angrily, and, and that's like a defensive mechanism in us, and that's a good thing when we're under attack by other people that are trying to hurt our family or hurt us, but when it's just your wife saying something that you don't like or your kid's doing something that you don't like, you got to be nice to them in that situation and exercise some self-control. He wants you, God wants you to be nice to the people around you. Now, some of you guys are struggling with finding friends. This is an issue that a lot of guys have. We have a hard time making friends. We don't have very many friends. And if we do have friends, maybe it's just one or two guys. Well, if you want to have friends, you need to be friendly to those around you. You need to be kind, be nice, show brotherly love to others. So, guys, um, if you're struggling with friendships, I guarantee if you start being nicer to the guys around you, not just trying to be the tough guy, you know, you, you'll actually develop some relationships with guys. God wants you to have friendships and be a nice guy to your coworkers. He wants you to be a good coworker too, guys. He doesn't want you to be a jerk at work. He doesn't want you to be an a-hole. No one likes the a-hole, right? Many companies today have the no a-hole rule, but that wasn't always the case, was it, guys? I remember as an attorney, uh, as a younger associate, you know, in my one of my first jobs, and I got seated in my office was right next to this guy, corner office guy. And he was known as an a-hole. I'm not going to you know what I'm saying, right? And so he was always yelling at his secretary. He'd always, he'd, I'm not even going to say it, but okay. He'd, Pam, get in here. I need you to come in here and do this. And he'd always yell at the associates. No one wanted to work with this guy because he was so difficult. Fortunately, a lot of companies have moved away from that kind of mentality. They don't accept that anymore. They, they really try to teach people not to do that. But guys... I'm telling you, if you're like that to people at work, people are not going to like you. Now, there's also this saying that nice guys finish last. I want you to know that's total bogus. The opposite is usually true. Nice guys actually finish first. You see, the guys with the highest EQ, not just IQ, EQ being emotional intelligence, are the ones who everybody likes. And they're the ones that are getting promoted. They're the ones their clients want to hire. A couple years back, I had a, a client of mine um, who I, I had done work with in a past life at a past 
job. I spent a couple years on site at a big multinational company doing some legal work and worked with this one gentleman who actually um, happens to be a Pakistani Muslim guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm a strong Christian guy. So it's kind of an interesting connection there, kind of inter- interesting relationship and dichotomy there. But um, he had left this multinational company and went to another company. And about a year after he left the multinational company, I get this call from the guy and he's like, hey, Mark, this is so and so. Um, I want you to know I just moved over to this other company. I've become the uh, deputy general counsel and I want to hire you. And I was like, wow, that's great. And he said, I want to hire you because you've been such a nice guy. I was like, wow, I, I, like, that was the first time I'd ever heard of someone saying, hey, I want to hire you, especially as an attorney, right? Because attorneys end up bashing heads with people and they, they have to advocate for their client. But he's like, I want to hire you because you were a nice guy. And he ultimately became the general counsel of this company. But, you know, the reality is when you're nice to people, they want to be around you. When you're nice to people, they're willing to let you lead them. So guys, even in your jobs, I'd encourage you to be nice and respectful to the people around you. And I'm confident that if you do that, you're going to actually get promoted in your company. Now, here's the really cool thing, guys. When you're kind to people, when you're nice to people, you will literally not only change their lives, but you will change your own life. You see, being kind has profoundly positive effects on your body, mind, and spirit. According to Mayo Clinic and Random Acts of Kindness, which is a website. Kindness increases your oxytocin levels, which increase your sense of well-being and self-esteem. Kindness increases your empathy and compassion and improves your mood. Kindness increases your sense of connectivity with others. Kindness increases your lifespan. You're going to live longer if you're kind to people. Kindness increases your energy levels. Kindness increases your calmness levels. You see, kindness actually increases your serotonin and dopamine levels. When you're kind to people, serotonin and dopamine are released in your brain. Serotonin and dopamine are neurotransmitters that produce feelings of satisfaction and well-being and cause the pleasure and reward centers in your brain to light up. Serotonin and dopamine act like an antidepressant. These feel-good chemicals heal your wounds, calm you down, and make you happy. So when you're kind to people, you're going to be happier. You see, when you're kind to another person, your brain's pleasure and reward centers light up as if you were the recipient of the good deed, not the giver. This phenomenon is called the helper's high. And this really confirms what Jesus said. He said it is better to give than receive. Isn't that interesting how when you look at the scriptures, There's all these truths in the scriptures, and now science is proving what the Bible has already said. So Jesus said it's better to give than receive, according to the Apostle Paul in Acts 20, 35. And so now science has proven that. Now, here's the other thing with kindness. It it has all these positive effects in terms of increasing energy levels, life, dopamine, right? Um, But it decreases, on a positive sense of that word, it decreases loneliness, and improves relationships. It decreases aches and pains. Engaging in acts of kindness produces not only the other chemicals we just talked about, but it produces endorphins, which are the brain's natural 
painkiller. So if you guys are struggling with pain right now, I know so many people right now, they're struggling with chronic pain. And there's not much doctors can do for them. Well, hey, being kind reduce, uh, produces endorphins, which reduce pain. So maybe start being nicer to people around you, and that will help the healing process. Kindness decreases stress. Perpetually kind people have 23% less cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and they age slower than the average population. So, guys, if you have a lot of stress, be kind to people. That actually releases uh, and reduces, I should say, it reduces the amount of cortisol in your body. Kindness decreases anxiety. A group of highly anxious individuals performed at least six acts of kindness a week. After one month, there was a significant increase in positive moods, relationship satisfaction, and a decrease in social avoidance in socially anxious individuals, according to a British Columbia study. So, guys, when you're kind to people, you're going to be less anxious around people. Kindness decreases Depression, when we give ourselves everything from life satisfaction to self-awareness and physical health is significantly improved, right? Mortality is delayed. Depression is reduced and well-being and good fortune are increased. So guys, if you're struggling with depression right now, so many people are struggling with depression out there right now. And we're, we're about here in, in Wisconsin where I'm from, we are about to enter into that phase um, where it just gets cloudy and rainy. In fact, today is one of those days. And especially as you go into November and daylight savings time um, changes, right? You lose an hour of sunlight. We have what's called seasonal aptitude disorder. Sad that it actually affects people. I, I can't, I don't know how it all works, right? But it actually creates depression in people. Well, you can counter that depression by being a nice guy to people around you by being kind. Kindness reduces your blood pressure. Acts of kindness create emotional warmth, which releases a hormone known as oxytocin. Oxytocin causes the release of a chemical called nitric oxide, which dilates the blood vessels. And these dilated blood vessels reduce blood pressure. And uh, therefore, oxytocin is known as a cardioprotective hormone. So by Lowering our blood pressure, oxytocin protects our hearts, and that's triggered by acts of kindness. So if you want to lower your blood pressure, be kind. Be nice, guys. Here's another cool thing about kindness. Kindness is teachable. According to researchers, kindness is like weight training. People can actually build up their compassion muscle and respond to others suffering by showing care and a desire to help. So you can be taught to be kind and you can teach others to be kind and you can be kind guys. Let me just tell you that some of you guys are like, oh, it's just impossible. That my personality is such that there's no way I can be kind to people. No, that's a lie. You can be kind if you try. <laughs> kindness is also contagious. The positive effects of kindness are experienced in the brain of everyone who witnessed the act improving their mood and making them significantly more likely to pay it forward. This means one good deed in a crowded area can create a domino effect and improve the day of dozens of people. I've got a great example of this. Last year in November, 
me and my family, we were in Zion National Park. We were hiking the, the Narrows there. And if you've ever been to Zion, uh, the Narrows is this area where it, there's canyons on either side of you. Or there's a river running down it. And it's just beautiful. But to hike it, you need to wear like waders or a wetsuit and you've got boots and you really need to stay dry. So you've got this protective equipment. And, and you walk through this water that, you know, can be up to waist high. Sometimes some parts of the year, it's even higher earlier in the season. But for us, it was about waist high. And it's pretty treacherous at times because you've got all these boulders. So there's like little rapids going through there. And, you you know, you can easily lose your footing and fall. Well, we had gone out about five miles, which is crazy, in this river. And then we were coming back and we were, we were in this area. And I saw this lady just lying on the beach, there was like a little beach area next to the river. And there's a little fire going. And I was just like, wow, that is just kind of weird. Like, why would some lady be lying there on the beach? And there was a guy, an older guy, she's an older lady um, with a little fire going. I was like, this is not the place to camp. But then I just like kind of just kept going. There's there are a lot of people coming through at this time of the day it was in the afternoon. But then so I just got a check in my spirit to kind of look back again at this lady. And I, and I looked at her, and all of a sudden, she just started convulsing. She was literally convulsing there. And, and I went up to her husband after I saw this. I was like, hey, sir, uh, what's going on? And he had said that like an hour and a half earlier, his wife, who was around 60 years old, had been hiking across the river there. Her foot got stuck between two boulders. She fell. She hit her head. She broke her ankle, and she had a concussion. He didn't know all of this stuff, but she fell. She hit her head. Her ankle was just lying there, like snapped. She had like a compound fracture where like the bone is just sticking out, and her ankle's just hanging there. And when she was convulsing, she was actually going into hypothermia. She was so cold. This was an hour and a half after the incident that I had come upon her. And I said, well, what's going on? And he said, well, an hour and a half ago, I sent someone back to try to get help. They haven't come back. I said, sir, your wife is going to die if you leave her here like this. I said, she's going into hypothermia right now. Well, as it, uh, as, after I went over by this gentleman and said this, uh, my kids, a couple of my kids happened to be there. Uh, one of my daughters is a nurse. One's a nursing student. Uh, we've got two son, son-in-laws who are Air Force and engineering kind of minded guys. And I said, hey, Abby, to, who, who's a nurse, I said, Abby, can you triage um, this lady? The name was Becky. I'm like, can you triage her ankle? And Abby's like, Dad, I've never triaged an ankle out here like this. I said, we'll go. There's a bush over there. Break off some branches. Um, and we've got a little take some shoestring. We can tie her ankle up and, and provide some support to it. Then um, we had these hiking sticks. I told my son-in-law, Andrew, I was like, Andrew, we need, we need to build a gurney for her. So we all took our, our staffs and then uh, our hiking staffs and we created a gurney. And then as we're doing this, all of a sudden other people started coming around us. Now, it was a little disheartening to me that literally hundreds of people had walked by this lady and did nothing until we came over there. But things quickly changed. Once we came over there and we started doing this act of kindness to this lady, all of a sudden, all these other people started to come around side of us. And then other people offered us their hiking sticks. And, um, it, it, you know, it was really cool. Like I'm kind of doing out here just thinking about this 
because this lady would have died. But all these people started coming around and helping this lady because that kindness was contagious. And so we built the gurney and we had like 10 guys carry her out. We had to carry her another like three miles out of this place. And um, we, you know, through this group effort of all these people, we had a number of Indian guys from the country of India helped us out. And all different folks were helping us out. Some ladies were helping us out. We were switching off because this lady was about six feet tall. And we're going through these rapids with her. <clears throat> and we got her out. And uh, it took us a little bit of time to get her out of there. And when we got her out, to the main area to like the main little golf path road where you could actually get emergency vehicles right then you know the um the emts met us there so this is three hours later three hours later i should say and and the emt was she one of the emts looked at me and she's like did you take her out of the narrows and i said yeah we took her out on a gurney that we built and she's like you're the first people that have ever done that in my time in the years that I've been here. Thank you so much. And it was so cool, you know, that that EMT was touched by this. All these people were touched by it. And so, um, you know, it was contagious. An act of kindness that me and my family engaged and then spread to all these other people. And you know what? It's something that we can do every day of our lives. We can be kind to other people, and it will be contagious. Now, The most important thing about kindness is it leads to salvation, eternal life. Romans 2.4 says the kindness or goodness of God leads to repentance, which leads to salvation, eternal life. And if the kindness of God leads to transformation in a person's life, so will your kindness. You see, throughout the New Testament, we see how the acts of kindness by the early church led to people coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus which is the ultimate change that can take place in a person's life. In Acts chapters 2 and 4, we see that the early church shared everything it had in common with each other, and that was one of the key factors in bringing people to Christ. We also see in the early church they helped the widows, they helped the orphan, they visited those in prisons. And Jesus himself was a very kind person, wasn't he? He saved many people, and through his kindness, he healed people. He set them free. He delivered them. And that's what, you know, ultimately when we're kind to people, we're pointing them to Jesus. And some of those people are going to find the joy of salvation because of your kindness. So, guys, I want to encourage you um, to be kind, to take action, to be intentional in your quest to be kind. Start every day with this question. How am I going to practice kindness today? When you get up in the morning, there, there are a lot of things that you can do. But one of those things that you should think about and ask yourself is, how am I going to practice kindness today? You see, we got to be intentional about this, guys. It's just not natural to be kind. It's not natural in our human nature to just be kind without God in us. But even with God's spirit in us, we have to be intentional and ask, how are we going to be kind today? This kindness focus is like planting kindness seeds in the garden of your mind every day, and those are going to grow every day. And then do it. Be kind. Don't just think about it. Don't just think about how I'm going to do it, but actually be kind. You see, it's amazing what saying something nice to a person can do to change their day. One word of encouragement can totally change the trajectory of someone's day, even their life. And doing something nice to someone 
beyond just saying something nice is even more powerful oftentimes. Uh, a few months back, I, I put together some blessing bags with some other folks that that we fellowship with and do ministry with. And um, I just felt like God saying, yeah, put these blessing bags together and then go out and just give them to people that God put on my heart to do. So I was getting ready to go out and my granddaughters, I had a, I have a five-year-old and a four-year-old granddaughter. I'm like, hey, Anna and Evie, do you want to come with me? Dand out blessing bags. So we end up handing out these blessing bags. We went to a couple um, inner city communities, um, parks and locations. And we had one last blessing bag to give out. And Anna's like, Papa, I want to give it to a girl. I want to give the last best blessing bag bag to a girl and so I was like okay Anna well we're gonna give it to a girl and uh, lo and behold you know about a well first of all we walked through two drug deals going on with the two grandkids and you know so we weren't in the best neighborhood (laughs) and we broke up two drug deals so I guess that was a good thing (laughs) but some lady walks by us and I'm like Anna there's there's a lady and so Anna runs up to the lady and she's like hi I want to just give you this blessing bag and, and the lady is like, oh, thank you so much. And she was with another guy. And uh, she's like, thank you so much. And then she just kept walking. And we're like, well, okay, that was nice. You know, it, it, when, when you, you know, give someone a cup of water, Jesus says you're doing it unto him. If you do it under the least of these, you're doing it unto him. So um, we were fine with that. She, she was happy. She had a little smile on her face. Well, she, after about 20 seconds of walking, she stops and turns around and she looks at us and she said, thank you so much for giving us, for giving me this, this bag. She said, two days ago, my daughter, my 18-year-old daughter died of a fentanyl overdose. And uh, she had been smoking pot for the first time in her life, supposedly. And it was laced with fentanyl and she dro- died of a drug overdose and the lady just started weeping right there and I've got my five-year-old granddaughter and my four-year-old granddaughter and we just began to pray for this lady whose name was Honey. We prayed for her and God just comforted her in that moment but she really needed that random act of kindness to encourage her in that very difficult time in her life. So guys you don't know what being kind will do to someone else but I also want to encourage you guys to be kind to yourselves you see we can be really hard on ourselves guys it's not not just about being kind to other people but how we extend kindness to ourselves we can be kinder in the way we talk to ourselves and at the same time be grateful for all that we have you know people are really good at verbally beating themselves up demeaning ourselves sometimes we're good at demeaning other people's but sometimes we're even better at demeaning ourselves and being hard on ourselves Uh, sometimes guys will try to motivate ourselves by oh man you suck or you know this negative talk let me tell you something guys that doesn't motivate you like if you failed and you tell yourself that you suck and you're no good that's not a good way to motivate yourself for sure. But even so, guys, I think, you know, aside from trying to motivate ourselves, we can just be really hard on ourselves. 
and really negative on ourselves. And so unfortunately that negativity can cause us to unravel and even create a vicious cycle of regularly getting down on yourself. So guys, I want to encourage you to be kind to yourself, right? Um, sometimes, you know, we say things about ourselves that we wouldn't say about other people. I guess I would say this, guys, if, if you wouldn't say something about your good friend, don't say it about yourself, right? It, don't say, oh my, you, you're, you're not gonna say my good friend sucks, isn't, is no good isn't amounting to anything and is a failure. So don't say that about yourselves, guys. Be kind to yourself. Speak life over yourself. So guys, in conclusion, I just want to encourage you again, be a nice guy, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others, and your life and the lives around you will be so much better, so much happier, so much more fulfilling, so much more impactful. Well, next session, we're going to discuss truth number 12, you were created to be a wise guy. You see, God wants you not only to be wise in the things of his kingdom, but also in the things of this world. Be wise in your health, wealth, marriage, parenting. So next session, I'm going to give you some golden nuggets of practical wisdom to live your life by. See you next time, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for watching this week's episode of XY Be a Man with Mark Rosamke. If you enjoyed this, please leave a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And please leave a comment as well if you'd like to join the conversation, if you have anything that you'd like to add or any questions you might have. We read all those comments. We would love for you to join the conversation and share the video as well with anyone that you think needs to hear it. We want to get this message out to as many people as possible. So we really appreciate that. Also, if you're listening on our audio platforms, we would really appreciate a rate of five stars and a review on those audio platforms if you could do that for us that just again helps us to get this message out to as many people as possible more people need to hear this and we really think that it's an important thing so if you enjoy this content we would appreciate those actions from you other than that please join us again next week thanks